0: Let me ask you your response to the news we got late last week. Uh, Out of nowhere, the top military officer in the U.S., General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, comes out in favor of diplomacy with Russia. And this comes just a few weeks after congressional progressives were bullied into retracting their call for the same thing, for talking to Russia to end this war. And now we have the top military officer in the country, General Milley, reportedly clashing with other Biden administration officials uh, and calling for talks with Russia. So uh, what to you is the significance of this? And, and why is Milley, of all people, coming out in favor of talks with Russia? Well, first of all,
1: General Milley has a reputation for not, not doing something unless he's uh, calculated the outcome and thinks it will benefit him. He leaked things uh, from discussions with Trump, which were designed to benefit him, We had no idea whether or not they were true. Uh, He's now done the same thing with the New York Times. He essentially said, uh, I think the Ukrainians have done all they can reasonably do, and it would be a good time to negotiate. Effectively, that's what he said. And supposedly, that's what he told President Biden. Of course, President Biden and uh, Sullivan and Blinken and the rest of them all rejected it out of hand. So there are a couple of things that are very interesting. So the second point is, this is Millie talking out of school. He's the senior military advisor to the president. Frankly speaking, anything he says is confidential and should be kept quiet. He's entitled to think whatever he likes, hold whatever opinion he wants to, but once he expresses that to the president, quite frankly, Aaron, that's where it ends. During World War II, you had Admiral Leahy in the in the White House, who was the de facto equivalent of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Then you had uh, King in the naval forces and Marshall with the ground and air forces. They did not go public and reveal anything that they discussed with the president ever, even after the man was dead. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we we have pretty much held to that. Uh, You have very few exceptions where anybody has spoken out of school. And usually when a senior general does that, they remove him because that's not his job. He's to advise. He's not an opinion maker. He's not a policy maker. So now the third thing, what did, what's he up to? Well, I can tell you that Millie is afraid and he should be afraid. This is a man who has no personal experience of combat, but he knows the cold, hard facts. The cold, hard facts are that we don't have the ammunition on hand. We don't have the fuel on hand. We don't have the repair parts on hand. We don't have enough soldiers on hand to consider a confrontation with Russia. And he knows that under certain circumstances, we could end up in a confrontation with Russia. Now, a few weeks ago, we had General Petraeus, who's very Milley-like, similarly self-focused, but he blurted out this notion of a multinational task force, a quote-unquote coalition of the willing, consisting largely of uh, American forces, Polish forces, and Romanian forces, about 90,000 troops, that somehow or another would stagger into Western Ukraine at some point, and this would uh, result in some sort of peaceful outcome. Well, Millie's not foolish. She knows that you're not going to get a peaceful outcome from that. The Russians have made it very clear. They will treat any interference with their operations as an act of war. And then secondly, he knows the truth. We, we are not in a position to sustain ourselves. The Ukrainians have been firing 7,000 artillery shells a day. The Russians have been firing 20,000. Now uh, We just arranged with the Koreans <clears throat> to ship 100,000 155-millimeter shells to Ukraine. We bought it literally for the Ukrainians. Well, there's a problem that that might might work for about 14 days of artillery action with the Russians. That's five days. My point is, we're not in a position to confront them because we don't have the depth in the force. And Milley also knows something else. He knows what's coming. He's watched the Russians completely change their approach. They went into Ukraine with one hand tied behind their backs. They never used more than 20% of their ground force, and of that, only 110,000 troops initially in Ukraine. And then they went entirely on the defensive uh, in August. And that's what they've done ever since, consolidated their position, pulled in their horns, because the generals told Putin, the only way we can end this is if we do it militarily. If we're going to end it militarily, that means massive offensives, more troops, more materiel, That's going to take time. And so the Russians have said, fine, we'll trade ground for time. We will consolidate our position, minimize our losses, and let the Ukrainians expend themselves. Milley knows all of these things. And he is concerned because he's talking to people who don't seem to be in touch with reality. That's the danger. And he doesn't want to walk to the president and say, Mr. President... Our conventional force is in danger of being annihilated because we staggered in there or we're dragged into this somehow. And the only way we can end this is to talk to the Russians and try to get out or opt for a nuclear response. And he doesn't want to go there. Nobody in Washington with a brain wants to go there. That was at the center of the discussions between China and Washington or between Xi and Biden, made it very clear. No nuclear weapons are going to be used anywhere. Absolutely not. So I think he's worried, very worried about the people he's dealing with and their lack of understanding of the
0: realities of warfare. So just if I understand you right, Milley is preempting other counterparts in the Biden administration who you think might want to push this into full-scale U.S. military involvement? I
1: think it's possible. Let's put it this way. I think this notion that Petraeus set forth is very attractive to the civilians. Remember, over the last 30 years, what have we had? We've had a series of interventions pushed by secretaries of state. Secretary uh, Albright was in the forefront of this sort of thing. Remember her famous conversation with uh, General Powell? Well, General Powell, you keep talking about this wonderful army. Why can't we use it? And of course, Powell's argument was well, you you don't use military power indiscriminately. You only use it when it's a last resort, when you are compelled to do so. But the lesson from Desert Storm for all of the neocons and globalists is look at this wonderful set of toys. We can take these toys anywhere we want, we can bully everybody into submission. Well, there's a problem. The problem is Russia cannot be bullied into submission, neither can China. And if we try to do it, we're going to lose in Eastern Europe. And that's something that Millie has figured out. He understands that. And he's afraid that Blinken and Klein and Sullivan and Biden don't understand that because they've drunk the Kool-Aid.